I overhear transmissions sometimes. There are things out in the dark that only the dark can overcome. Long story, and it may look like I don't know what I'm doing, but I do. Maybe not. things you won't understand. Eyes out, Guardian. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of the Relaxed Guardians podcast. I'm your host, Agonikai, joined by, as always, my co-host, Sebs. How you doing, Sebs? I'm good, man. Good. And our special guest, Ninja Chicken 737 How are you doing, Chicken? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. He's in his, in his, in his boudoir... <laughs> In his prostitute boudoir. In his room that his channel points can change the lights of. Yep. <laughs> do they react to music? Oh, I can do that. So what they're like, I bought super cheap ones off Amazon, like super cheap LED strips. And then I found out that they use like a universal connector. So I just bought a different um, like controller for them, the one that connects to the Wi-Fi. So I'm sure it's sending all of my internet off to, to China as well. But then I can, I've written some code that my stream can change it all. Yeah, and they just love messing with me. <laughs> I, lo- I love that he just drops it just randomly. Oh, yeah, I just wrote code for it. Like, <laughs> oh, everybody can write code. Yeah, fuck yeah. Ah, uh, look, if you'd spend as much money on, as me on a software engineering degree, you'd hope you'd be able to write some yeah. code. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Because yeah. like, yeah. we, we did... So we first met when we did that... Um, the, uh, fans event. The fans, fans thing, yeah. And then... They were, he goes, oh, do you want to come for a raid? And I was like, yeah, I'm up for a raid. Perfect. And then he's dropping. He goes, yeah, I just want to do a multi-stream where I connect people's <laughs> Twitches, like six or seven Twitches together. And I was like, how the fuck do you do that? Oh, I just write the code for it. Uh, the, I didn't do the multi-stream. That's just a, a thing that someone smarter than me is written. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. And I'm like... I'm 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 lucky if I I'm so happy that I can turn my computer on every time. Yeah. Oh my god, he's yes. so proud of the fact that he's got more fans to put into his I, damn tower. I I know I know. Hey, and you never have too much RGB. Exactly. Oh exactly. my god, there's so much RGB in that thing. So, <laughs> you're a streamer in the Destiny community. How did you get started? Let everyone know that doesn't know you how you got started and what you do. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll, I'll start my background as a, as a streamer. So, you know, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but last year there was a little pandemic thing that started um, and they gave a lot of people a, a bit of extra free time. So uh, me and some mates that I went to high school with, we thought, hey, we're pretty funny. Um, let's start a podcast. Um, we weren't smart enough like you guys to have it like focused on a centralized topic, though. We just thought, oh, we're funny enough. We can just talk about anything. Um, so we, we just did that for up until really recently, actually. And like as we're going, so it started off just audio only. Um, and then I was... I've always been like super interested in, in the tech side of these things. And I was like, oh, well, we'll start doing video. And then like, oh, we'll start doing it live on Twitch. And then once we're already Twitch streaming, I was like, oh, I may as well stream games and stuff on Twitch as well. And then I've just, I've been a Destiny fan for forever. So that doing that, I was getting super into um, Twitch streaming and I was doing that over on the, on the podcast Twitch channel. And then only like, I think it was two months ago, um, it, it's gotten to the point now, like where all of the guys, we couldn't, our schedules weren't working together. Like, like we've all started new jobs and stuff since then. So we, we've put the podcast on a bit of a pause, but I wanted to keep streaming. So I launched my own Twitch channel um, yeah, two months ago, and it's, it's just been, it's been a blast. I've been able to play more Destiny since then, which is awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, that's how I've kind of come up in streaming. Uh, and in terms of, in terms of Destiny, um, I mean, I'll, I'll take you back. So 2014, mm. um, you're going to make fun of me because I'm fucking young, but I was 14 in 2014. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Get off. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking leave. Oh my god, there's a sprouted grey hairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was born in 99, so a bit wow. of a child, but um, I, I just got my first job. I was delivering junk mail and I saved up my money and um, I bought an original Xbox and I was like, fuck yeah, I've, I was a Halo fan for forever and I was like, oh, this Destiny thing looks pretty cool. Um, so I get in there, I, I buy Destiny, I pop it in. And like a lot of people, I realized Destiny was not for me at that time. It didn't grab 14-year-old me. Um, and then that was it. I didn't give uh, D1 another go at all. I moved there. I was playing like League of Legends and Counter-Strike. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it probably, I've, I've always been more of a PC gamer. So it, the fact that it was uh, they're trying to make me play a shooter on console, I wasn't too much of a fan of. But um, yeah, th that was Destiny 1. I, I regret it now, but I, I didn't play it. Um, nah, and then, so Destiny 2 in the PC release would have been in, what, November of 2017? Which yeah. incidentally was like a week before I finished my HSC. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Yeah, so... Um, Fuck you, as Sav drinks another fucking bit of gin. <laughs> <laughs> His old-ass gin. Yeah, we so... My like, gin is older than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, no, so it, it comes out like a week before I finished my HSC. Somehow I had the self-control to not touch it. Um, I finished, my last exam was chemistry. I remember finishing mm. chemistry... Uh, went to the pub after with my mates because I was doing it with a, it was a bunch of my mates as uh, last example. So we went to the pub. Did you have fake ID? Oh, I was 18 then. Oh, there um, <laughs> Yeah, went to the pub. We got a bit, you know, got a bit boozy. Um, <laughs> and then went home and started Destiny. And then ever since then, it's just been, I've just been a huge fan for whatever reason. D2 clicked where D1 didn't. Um, and then, yeah, I've, I've played through the, the whole game, like well, obviously Curse of Osiris and Warmind, Forsaken, yeah. Shadowkeep, the whole lot of it. The only time I wasn't playing was during season of the forge because I was I thought oh, I'm going to make a bit more money over that summer and I was working like two jobs and had all no right. time. But other than that, yeah, it's been all destiny all the time. That's cool. Yeah, wicked. Awesome. So what's, so what's your um, what's your following? What's your like um, how many guys do you have in your stream? Um, um so I think we're, I'm sitting at like an average of like ten or eleven viewers these days, and um, oh, I think awesome. one fifty followers. Which wow. I'm so I, I expected it to be a much slower build, um, starting the new channel because that's I'm hitting about where we were on the Saltcast channel after almost a year, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, you'll notice my hair is a bit shorter, my beard isn't as luscious as it is as, as it is my profile picture. <laughs> um, I thought you know because I wanted to get the emote slots unlocked and you need fifty subs to do that, so I was like I auctioned off my my hair for fifty subs, and it went like that. Wow. Which I was extremely like flattered by everyone's generosity, and so I did a whole head shaving stream. I set it up as a nice event thing, and then. I said they were all wanted the beard. I was like, a hundred subs and you get the beard, and they managed to get that off too. So oh, wow, <laughs> wow. A huge well amount done. of support starting the, the new channel. So back to this podcast. What was this podcast called? It was called the Slotcast. It was just like a variety. We just talked about shit. <laughs> Look, it, it was a lot of fun to do it. It had a, it had a bit of a cult following, but it didn't. It never really took off. <laughs> it's something right. that a lot of people have actually started asking us since this is sort of this isn't massive. But we've found some success doing it. A lot of the time, they'll go, oh, I'm going to start my own. Have you got any tips? And I always say, pick a topic, stick to that topic. Absolutely. No, yeah, without question. Or, you know. or just don't do it. Or just don't <laughs> do just it. Don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it because it's so much time you don't understand. Yeah, oh, yeah, look, as, as much as I miss, as much because I was the one, yeah, running, running our podcast. And as much as I miss doing it week to week, I do not miss the cutting together the episodes, promo, syndicating, all of yeah. that nonsense. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because we just, we went very quickly from Jess Audio to twitch it's yeah. just easier and yeah. we just because obviously agnica had twitch and stuff like that we just went pff, yeah. straight to twitch 
You know, it, oh. was, it was the same journey for us because I figured like, oh, we wanted to start doing video. I'm like, well, I'm doing it in OBS anyway. I can press the button above, start recording and just do it live. Like, yeah. In, yeah, exactly. I, was, well. I was looking and, you know, because obviously uh, we had Pancake. Guys, we had Pancake, uh, Private Pancake on our uh, Patreon last week. Yeah. I was looking Phenomenal into... Episode. I was looking <laughs> into OnlyFans <laughs> because... <laughs> Because we can't put the video on Patreon because it doesn't allow we want to put audio. OnlyFans allows you to put video and audio. And I was like, ooh, get on fucking, put it like a little fucking clickbait fucking thing. Yeah, that'd be. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's a way and to then, do it. And then get my butt out. We'd have to like make a profile <laughs> picture on the OnlyFans, your nipple or something. Got to entice people in. Back in the day, when, when this was early Twitch days, Says never had his shirt on. That was our entire sex appeal. He used to put tape. On his chest. Yes. So he wouldn't get flagged by Twitch. Trust me, I'm going to keep doing it because it's going to get fucking hot as shit in here soon. And I will be. Oh, yeah. It's coming into summer. Shit's yeah. coming off. Yeah. Like, like we had to think, all right, so. So you, you are a software engineer by trade. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I'm in my last year of uni. I'm in like my last six weeks of uni at the moment. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. So ready to get that done. And then I'm, I'm also like working part time as a software engineer. So. That's awesome. awesome. I've always just, I mean, dad, he, he, I think he like identified, well, he, I was wasting a lot of time as a kid playing video games and he's like, I'm going to try funnel this into something um, a bit more worthwhile. So he like uh, introduced me to, um, to some like basic, like HTML programming when I was like 10. Um, and then that kind of sparked something in me. And then I was just like kind of self-teaching myself bits and pieces during um, high school. And then, and obviously like uni. I was eating dirt at 10 mid. <laughs> look i was too i was also just making like bright green web pages i was like <laughs> in slings and casts and broken bones <laughs> <laughs> i like how, i like how it's gone as the ages so i was eating dirt you were broken and then he was a genius man. yeah boy genius oh, <laughs> look no genius is a bit of a stretch i'm not it's it sounds like oh yeah he's coding for the age of 10 like some mark zuckerberg figure but i've yet to make my millions <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll be there, mate. We'll be there on your like, <laughs> 100%. This is it. All right. So, so what are you... Go on, sorry, man. Go on. I was going to say, what what kept you going with Destiny? Why did you stick with Destiny when you came back to it? Um. So, I think... I, like, I, when I, obviously, like, I was, when Destiny 1 came out, I wasn't ready for that kind of game, I don't think. Like, I wasn't ready for the uh, comeback week to week. Um, there's, like, there's not, not always a whole bunch to do, but then come back to week to week and then the varied content. And I, I only got into... It's, it's like a funny story of like how much I say I've been playing destiny since launch, but I feel like I really only started playing destiny this year, getting into all of the, mm. like the systems and stuff. And I feel like a lot of people have that shared experience where it, it's, they, they put, I put like a thousand hours in before I even looked at a weapon perk. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 you like, where did the time go? But, um, definitely like D2, just the gameplay clicked and on, like the fantasy of, oh, you, you play all this PV, PVE stuff and then you mm. go into PVP and you use the weapons. And <laughs> I wasn't raiding at the time, um, but like it, like the the idea of, oh, there's these crazy raids in the game, um, it yeah. just like enraptured me. And then, you know, the content, <laughs> the first couple of content drops came and they were a bit so-so, um, but it, it was still enough to keep me going. And yeah, to this day. Yeah. Because there was a thing on Facebook going, I hate this fucking game. I play it every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I always say it, like in, in my clan, I'm like, oh, yeah, only, we all bitch about Destiny all the time, but it's only because we love Destiny. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're allowed to. We put fucking yeah. hours in, so we're allowed to bitch about oh, it's, it. It's like, like that meme where like you're talking shit to your little brother and someone else just talks this shit to your little brother and you're like, hey, I'll fucking beat you up. Yeah, I'll <laughs> fucking kill you. Yeah. Hey, I've put the time into this. 
Uh, yeah, I said the same thing the other day. It's like we've put so much time into this. We just love this too much to not see it fail, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, we've we've built like we've got a we've built our brand on this fucking mm. game. Like I did. Yeah. So while we're on the topic, a bit of hate with Destiny right now, and I know we're <laughs> we're, we're jumping a bit deep into the deep end here. So they announced this dungeons thing, the separation of selling dungeons to other content recently. And I've right. seen I've seen Ninja's take on this on Twitter, and I'm quite with it. Do you know anything about the steps? Right, I have read the actual article. Yeah, and it's a little bit different to what's been said on Twitter. Okay, well, yeah. So from what I understand, you have your standard edition Witch Queen, and then you mm-hmm. have your standard edition Seasons, yeah. and then dungeons are being sold separately from those as well. But if you buy the deluxe, you get it all in the same. Yeah. From what I understand as well. No matter which way you go, unless you, I don't know, somehow screw it up, it all costs the same price at the end. So if you're paying it all up front or if you buy it all well, throughout. So that's the not the case. That's it's not, not the case, case, actually. So, so uh, for context, how it's worked in the past. So let's, let's talk the Beyond Light Deluxe yeah. Edition, for example. Um, that one cost the price of Beyond Light. So the 60 bucks or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then it cost, uh, what, $45 more. So it cost like 105 bucks because it was, you were effectively. They bundled it, and it's a discount because that's how bundles work. Yeah. You pay for the expansion and three seasons, and you get the fourth season free because yeah. they want you to buy it all up front. This one costs uh, what one hundred and twenty hundred. It's you're basically paying for the expansion, and you're paying for four seasons, yeah. and you get the dungeons on top as the bonus. Because I feel like that's the thing people aren't understanding. They're not doing the bundle just because, like, hey, we're going to give you a discount, and that's like for goodwill. And no, they're a business. They expect you, oh, if you're only going to buy them piecemeal, you might miss one if you step away from the game. Like, they want you to buy everything up front, so they throw mm. in the little bit of extra dungeon and hope that you stay. But um, a lot of people on Twitter are like, oh, we're getting ripped off when it, it's, been, it's been this way the whole so, time. So, <laughs> the yes. way I read it, so the way I read it, I'm going to put it into American dollars, okay? Because that's how it's easier. Are, yeah. Okay? yeah. So, standard version was $40, okay? Yeah. Deluxe edition was $80. The plus 30-year edition with the Galahorn, the extra dungeon, was $120, say. Okay? Yeah. I can't remember. So the $40 one is only Witch Queen. That doesn't give you season passes. It doesn't, it doesn't give you four season passes. And then the dungeon is tied to the season passes. No, the dungeon's so the separate. dungeon's its own thing. It's, it's effectively, basing on how they've priced the bundles, I'm going to guess it's going to be an extra... Thousand silver, whatever that equates no, but, to in your local yeah, currency. Yeah, yeah, so what I'm saying is, so the standard edition, you do not get, you do not get the um the, the seasons, the seasons. Yeah. So you have to pay for them anyway. Yeah. yeah. With the deluxe edition plus the thirty, the thirty first anniversary, you just get fucking everything. Yeah. And it's... I understand, I understand the issue, but I understand like people don't want, may not, may miss a um may miss a season or may miss something and they go well i just want the fucking dungeon so you can just pay what well and that's the thing too like if you do miss if you're going to buy the seasons piecemeal and you are going to like well i know i'm not going to play the middle two seasons or you just you're not playing so you don't buy them yeah and you buy the first season the last season and the dungeon pass you're still paying the same amount if not saving a little bit of money like i don't see the sense that people are angry (laughs) we we we're in the we're in the stage where we just go oh that comes out i want that yeah i'm gonna buy that like I bought the fucking little spider fucking sparrow today. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good, isn't it? <laughs> it's so great. But it, we like I understand, and everybody. It just seems everybody goes, well, that's fucking ripping off. Well, it works out in the end if you pay for everything. It works out near enough exactly the fucking same. Yeah. Maybe maybe a couple of 
dollars more. I don't know. With obviously... like, you have to really screw up to end up paying more here. Like, yeah. if you know that you're gonna play all of the seasons and you still buy everything piecemeal, you get standard edition and you buy the seasons piecemeal and you buy the dungeon pass. If you paying the like the ten dollars extra or whatever it ends up being because you're an idiot and you didn't just buy the deluxe edition. Well, yeah. Like, I understand. I understand it because we. We enjoy the game, so we purposely go, this is a good investment for us. This is how we do it. Yeah. Where some people go, well, I can't afford, I can only afford the $40, that will get me Witch Queen, that will get me the next edition, and then I will think about buying the same thing. But like, even still, if you buy Standard Edition, you can just upgrade to Deluxe Edition later yeah. and it only costs the 40 bucks. Yeah. And I, I've yeah. seen people saying on Twitter, because I've normally I try to stay out of these Twitter arguments, this one's been pissing me off because it's just everywhere. And I've seen people saying like, oh, I can only afford the, the, feel like the 10 bucks every... Uh, three months and I, I feel like if you if you're if you have ten dollars expendable income every three months you should probably not be buying destiny seasons yeah. with that like it's, it's you, just you such a non-argument right? yeah as you see these people they're like yeah i bought the standard edition but they have all the shit without the cost yeah. of silver oh no i know so what do you think about this fucking dino armor give us your uh lowdown on this dino armor well you know um <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I try to stay away from Tess, but uh, she got me this time, <laughs> and I, I bought all three. <laughs> all three? <laughs> I bought all three. Silver yeah. or bright dust? Silver. <laughs> so I, I bought two, two lots of like the 30 bucks silver, and I had a bit extra, and that's enough to cover it. But like, so I mean, relating it back to what we were just talking about, though, I've seen a lot of people um, posting like the breakdowns, like, oh, if you've like, we have spent this much on base game, this much on Crest of Cyrus Warmind, like... Uh, Forsaken, Shadowkeep, Beyond Light, and it all works out to this much. And let's say I've spent like a couple hundred on silver in the time. I've mm. played this game for 3,000 hours. You yeah. do the math and you're still paying like 20 cents an hour of entertainment. Yeah. You compare that to a movie ticket where you watch like a two-hour movie and it costs you 26 bucks for the ticket plus you're spending an extra 20 bucks on the rip-off yeah. popcorn or whatever, plus yeah. like you're parking at the cinema. And that is costing you like $25 an hour for entertainment. Yeah. I, I see the value proposition there. And like, I mean, I'm lucky to be in a fortunate enough, fortunate enough position where I can, I have the little bit of extra money to be able to buy some dinosaur armor or yeah. like a dungeon pass. And well, that's it. Like, I, I, okay. I understand this, this uh, comparison people are making with, you can go to the cinemas and you can get two hours worth of entertainment and stuff. I don't see it as the same entertainment value because it's two very different platforms, but oh, I, I get I the argument. That. I get the <laughs> argument that people are making and it does absolutely make sense. I'm all for this dungeon pass thing. I think they should have just announced it earlier. When Witch Queen launched, I think there's... Oh, not when Witch Queen launched, when Witch Queen was announced and they announced the 30th anniversary and they said that these dungeons were coming. Just come out so and say... Apparently it's separate. been in the, the Steam page for it the whole time. Um, it's just yeah, it's kind but, of hidden in the fine print. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If right. you're going to put it out but hide it, it's just... You know you're doing something shitty there. Yeah. You know, yeah. come on. Because, I mean, maybe don't put it in the showcase like, oh, we're, we're revealing it. But hey, guys, we're separating some Look, of the I, things. I think the whole showcase. I think the whole showcase is a fucking mess anyway. Like, I, th- I still think. Yeah, I think. I look. I love the the part of the the beginning with all the streamers on, but then it was like, oh, by the way, you're gonna fucking like what we talked about last week. You will see these Savathun. She turns into a big moth lady. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you have to do another season with her, and you have to be all pally with her. The it just doesn't make fucking sense. Yeah, yeah I so, think like, there needs to be a, a conversation had around like the marketing of it because it's it's like it hasn't ruined this current season, but we know where we're ending up. 
Yeah. And it's just, yeah. we're not, it's not like an open-ended cool thing. Like, like when Avengers Infinity War came out and we spent a year thinking like, oh my God, what is going to happen in Endgame? And we don't know how it ends. Like imagine, yeah. imagine Infinity War came out and spoilers for Endgame. Like, oh, well, we saw the last scene of like Tony stabbing everyone back and we just, yeah. it still would have been exciting to figure out the pieces in the middle, but it's nowhere near as exciting yeah. not knowing what the yeah. reveal is. It yeah, just doesn't make that. any fucking sense. It yeah. just doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense, to be honest. A bit, of, a bit of an early announcement, wasn't it? It was just, it's yeah. too far out. And this whole idea of spacing out, like holding up Season of the Lost reveal all the way up to when it launched. So we get this like moment of, oh, what's this season going to be? And then the season has been nothing. I'm sorry. This story has been all. It doesn't make sense because they still go in through it. We're in week nine now. And so basically the story's finished. Oh man. It's yeah. been the we longest season week. of, hey guys, we're going to do this extraction, but you know that it's going to fail. Like, I'm sorry, but I was really excited for this season, especially with the reveal. It's just gone fucking nowhere. And it's not going to well, go anywhere. I'm really annoyed by that. Yeah, even with how they, like you, you mentioned, they didn't tell us anything about this season until the day that it launched. And it feels like they're working at cross-purposes to themselves, like holding it and building it and hyping this season. Right. And then absolutely blowing their load on witch queen which i get from like a marketing perspective and they want to try do sales into like the christmas period and normally sure. witch queen would be here by now so like they're they bungee like they're independent of activision now but they're still a company they're still the marketing wheels that have been in motion for months and months and months and there's only so much you can do but it really feels like they've shot themselves in the foot here yeah. if you yeah. read the law if you read the law on the book, the, um, the, the law book, she's actually got rid of, Marisov has actually got rid of Savathun from the, uh, from the Dreaming City. Yeah, she's banished her so we can't go talk to her. That was yeah. like the last yeah, moment. Shut her up. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> she had a moment like, with Crow, now you can piss off. I don't no. under, I just, look, I, I, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like the, the ninth week, we've got 120 fucking days. I know. Left. But, okay. That's a, my problem with this season is my problem with all of the seasons so far is the way that they roll out their story. And I understand drip-fed content and people are enjoying drip-fed content, and that's great. This doesn't feel like we're getting through a story campaign. This feels like we are just banging our head against the wall until someone tells us the next stop in the story. But there isn't a next... The issue I've got, there isn't a next stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hit this massive roadblock again, like we did with Season of Splicer, where we had this event in the middle, and then it's just this big roadblock leading up to something that we... But season of Splicer, they stopped the story. Yeah, they that's, stopped. That's the, they stopped right the week's story. Yeah. No, they haven't. The weeks is going on. We get ten. We get ten weeks per story, and they have still going. We're on week well, nine. So I think they the last the last bit of story content we got was week seven. So the yeah. the week before Lost, and then it's going to be on on pause for the three or four weeks of Festival of the Lost or whatever we get. And I reckon we're going to get like a mid season conclusion between festival of the lost and the dawning and the 30th anniversary so the week of like yeah. november the 20 something i reckon we'll get oh the exorcisms happened and sabathun's fucked off somewhere Sabathun's escaped and what's yeah. gonna happen and then we might when 30th anniversary comes out like i it'd be insane if they don't do it even just a little bit of story stuff yeah um, 30th anniversary apparently is gonna do with zer because he's all over the branding and everything so possibly well, you have to remember set up in our in arrivals, we got prophecy, which has done a pretty cracker job of yeah. foretelling a lot of yeah. stuff. So I imagine there'll be something similar. Yeah, true. Yeah, uh, look, I just they, they need to change up the, the way they're telling their story. And I know Witch Queen is coming, and I know that's that big expansion drop, and so we're going to get actual campaign nodes and go to different locations and everything. But with the seasons, they need to change up how they release their season story. What? We, we what? can't keep doing the six man activity to collect a couple of items and then go to a shattered realm location or whatever or an expunge and run through the same maze, and then go and just listen to a story. We need to have something really happen. 
to make it feel like an event is happening. What they need to have is like you know where the, you know when um the Forsaken came out and then they kind of randomly dropped the Dreaming City. You go this 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 yeah. and then you go oh you can go there. Yeah. Now that would be fucking cool. Coming into this uh, the 30th anniversary, you go bang bang bang, and then you're into the start of where Witch Queen starts. So you can kind of have a little wander oh, yeah. around there. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they are like this is my like like red string theory, but I wouldn't be surprised if they are going to do something like that because if you remember leading into Beyond Light and the whole content vaulting and all of that. Mm. They told us that each expansion, we're getting a new destination and an old one brought back. And they've been super quiet on the old one brought back. I've seen people ask the questions and not even get an answer. So like, I I, I think they might still be trying to, or they're obviously still trying to hold surprises for us because yeah. uh, they know that like their storytelling has been their strength lately. So, and obviously the Dreaming City being a surprise was such a huge thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're, we go to Savathun's throne world, we do like two missions and then we're like, oh, we're going to have to go talk to Crow on Venus or like, oh, we have to go back mm. to the Dreadnought and get something. Um, and they bring back a D1 location like that. So I, th I think like, there's still going to be surprises and stuff and cool mm. stuff in Witch Queen, but if the seasonal model just goes back to every single week, it, my problem isn't that it's like weekly and it's piecemeal and it's small chunks. I'm fine with that. It's the fact that it's the same every yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm fine like, with I know what I'm doing. Too. You go in and you go, oh, astral alignment, talk to Mara. Yeah. Shattered Realm, talk to Savathun, then something will happen with Crow, and then it's over for the week. Like it, yep. it shouldn't be that formulaic, and it yep. didn't feel yep. that formulaic in Splicer, even though it was when you think about it. Like, but at least the story was more interesting in Splicer. Mm. Yeah, and we got the cool inkblot cutscenes and stuff. But um, yeah, we haven't had we've had shit all, we've have we? We've one. had nothing. We had, had inkblot in at the end of uh, the exotic quest um, of like Mara. Yeah, um, as the, the, as the birds. Yeah, I haven't done it. <laughs> and uh, and um, Sabathun at the start of the season when she's like everything I said was the truth and she like sort of ran right, down yeah, her whole yeah. plan. But other than that, yeah. So okay, what destinations do you reckon is going to come back? I I personally believe Dreadnought, and that's because it's the Dreadnought's already in the Shattered Realm. I think that the King's Fall raid's coming back next year with their reprised raid. So yeah. I would say Dreadnought personally. But what do you reckon? Surprise me. If I mean, think... I feel like Venus is a is yeah. a sure thing. Like the, half the assets are already in the game, and if yeah. their mo is saving space, and there's or, there's the law. so Bungie they love to forecast. Like everyone knows, they love to forecast things in the law. They'll talk mm. about the thing for a whole year, and then you'll mm. see it in the game. But no one reads the law, so everyone's surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but like this stuff with Crow going to Venus and yeah, um, and like all of that. I feel like it's. Look, I well, don't know what makes sense like, thematically because of the hive, but yeah. Yeah. Um, question What uh, microphone setup do you have? Uh, uh, so, this, you? oh my God, my audio setup's stupid. I've been so fortunate. So, a, a streamer friend of mine, Ironfall from Grace, she has a partnership with Rode and she does like giveaways um, <laughs> like every month. And so, I've, I've won pretty much everything sitting on my desk at the moment. So, this is a, uh, a Rode Procaster. And, um, going into my audio interface, which is the Rodecaster Pro, which is not confusing at all, but that's like oh, a, it's wow. a podcast mixer. Yeah. That's, that's some Microsoft naming conventions right there. Holy crap. Fucking yeah. Hell. <laughs> all right. As I just relay the conversation, look, what I don't want to do though, is we had Venus before and I understand we're going to get it because obviously we have um, Vogue back and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I just don't want them to turn and go, here's Venus. You're doing exactly the same fucking things with a, with a, with a D2 twist, you know? Right. Yeah. And well, that's my with my, Venus comes an Archon Priest strike. Uh, the Black Garden story was on there as well, a bit of it. Well, so that's what, like, uh, I'm not sure uh, how uh, I've been watching like a lot of Mylan recently, just because yeah. working from home, having him on the second monitor. Mm. And his whole theory is Crow's going back 
to yeah. go to the garden to yeah. like to rediscover himself as Aldrin. It's going to be like cyclical. Yeah. Um, and so I like, like that's what, like it feels like it makes sense. Venus is going to be back. Black Garden it would be yeah. cool. And um, yeah, he's the prodigal like, son yeah. story. He has to go and find his journey, find himself. I don't. I don't think he's going to come back as Aldrin. See, I think he's no, gonna, no, no. He won't come back. I think he's going to break the cycle. Like yeah. that's the storytelling. Yeah. Thing yeah okay. Yeah. 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 It's okay. about it's it's about you know it's the dark self. It's like facing your darker self but overcoming it, and that's what he has to do in his story. Yeah. yeah. Usually we get that with our main character, but our main character is just us. Yeah. So we get it through our other characters. I want I want a bit more story out of Crow, but at the same time we have all these characters that we've known about for fucking ages, like Zavala and Ikora, and I want to see them be a bit more active, not just pop two supers out of nowhere and then go stand in the tower again. What the yeah, well, fuck? So I had I've had some uh, like friends start up as New Lights recently, and they played the New yeah. Light campaign, and they go talk to Zavala and like, who the fuck is this loser? I'm like, you shut your mouth, that's Zavala, but that's like Zavala. they haven't seen them do anything yeah, cool. Literally, yeah. the he's got a person, great voice, but this is the thing. Else. See, Forsaken is getting. So Forsaken's getting sunsetted. That's another, obviously, another fucking hot topic. But in Forsaken, you see this massive, awesome story arc. So we've got from the beginning, Cade was always there. Cade was always doing the uh, quirks and all that um, thing, yeah. all the funny jokes. And then he was in Forsaken. And then when he died, it's like, motherfucker, the fucker died. But yeah. Zavala, you wouldn't let you turn and go, oh, he died. Okay. Yeah. You know, all right. We didn't care well, when his ghost got trapped, did we? We all watched that and no. went, oh, fuck, if he dies. But Crow, well, as Cade's having dead. the perspective of someone who didn't play D1, even like, like I obviously, I, I knew about Cade and they did like, a, he was, his part on Nessus was cool in the Red War, I guess. But like, oh, right. I didn't even have the history of, of the of the characters and I still felt Cade's death because uh, he, he probably had the coolest story of the three vanguards yeah. in the Red War he had and there was like the lines. Cade caches and yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. and like there was there was Cade stuff in the game yeah even before sunsetting there has been almost nothing of Zavala and Ikora yeah yeah like it's there's they, a little bit about the uh, the dark timeline where he came in he had his leg ripped off and that is literally mm. it that's his mm. fucking there's nothing else there's a tiny little bit but there's absolutely fuck all that even going back to d1 zavala and ikora were in the game but cade was literally centerpiece of a lot of the cutscenes even like when taken king which was their biggest launch cade was all over their marketing he was all the jokes he was all of the planning mm. he was everything right and everyone remembers that fucking hilarious line you know eris get your rock off my map even people who haven't played the game know that line. So when he was gone, everyone went, I have no connection to this game anymore. He was literally my entire in. Yeah. And new lights, they come into this game and they see Shaw Han and Shaw Han sits there for five minutes and they go, okay, that was a really weird tutorial. I don't care about you. And now I'm gone. And then we go to the tower and we talk to people that we don't talk to ever again. Yeah. Look at Ikora. She's nothing. She is literally she's, fucking nothing. She doesn't yeah, she's done have nothing to do. since Undying. And then this season, they've given her some lines. But like, they talk about the hidden and stuff now. And people who are lore nerds or you know, people like yeah, me have watched right. a lot of Bife and Mile. And like, oh, fuck, that's really cool. But New Lights, who are just coming in, and like, it's taken me four years to start reading the lore. Like, they mm. don't have that entry point yet. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, I don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, what? Because I, I played I played New World and I played um, uh, Sea of Thieves. And they are factions within that factions. And I understand they remove the factions as in um, like new monarchy and stuff like that. But even like, I reckon each class should have a faction within that, which is a permanent thing, like the Praxis Order or the Hidden, where you can do certain missions outside of the norm where you go once a, once a season, you go and do this and you learn something about that fucking faction. Yeah, New World has been 
like super because outside of Destiny, I haven't really played many other MMOs. So and I got into New World and I played like a hundred hours of that, mm. <laughs> and um, like it's a bit eye opening on on the quality of life stuff and how good we have it in Destiny in some ways. But it's yeah. also been like, oh, like people aren't kidding when they say Destiny's not an MMO. It's like baby's first MMO because yeah. there's so much depth to the faction combat and like all of the wars and crazy shit yeah. in in New World. And the clan system in, in Destiny is effect is like just a glorified roster filter at this point. Yes. Like it does yeah. does nothing. Yeah, it needs to be updated. Like yes. Yes. New World has its issues. And I understand that. The running, the non-swimming. <laughs> Fuck my life. And I know I'm going off thing. And I went on it and I, I was like, I'm gonna, <laughs> every Tuesday, I'm gonna play New World. I'm gonna stream New World. And I turned it on, I looked like a and I was like, where's my next quest? It was all the way down there. I was like, nah, can't be doing that. Turn fucking turn Destiny back on. But they should. It needs to evolve. Destiny needs to mm. evolve, and it needs to bring the clans into it. Like you can have clan wars. You can set your fucking clan up against there, and then we have like not a battle royale, but a big ass PvP map. Well, even um, so, League of Legends. I know they have a. They've started like a, a weekly or oh, it's biweekly tournament uh, called Clash, and effectively you make like a team out of your clan members, and then it's it's like set up like a tournament that's a draft pick and everything and you just you like you pay a little bit of currency to get in and like the free currency to get in and then every other week you go into a tournament you get bracketed against 10 other clans and it's it feels cool so like Hmm. you want a way to innovate trials you have like clan weekend trials and you 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 get like clan trials pass and you can only go in with clan members and it's like a mini tournament you get like a golf ball or something at the end like (laughs) if you win but yeah, it'd be cool. Like, there's just that's an idea of something you can do with the clan well, system. That's why we've done this tournament. That's why we like uh, everybody knows whoever listens to this. We run in tournaments. We run in Gambit. We run in Crucible at the moment, and then we're going to run PVE. And it's just like if they are not doing it, we will do it amongst ourselves. We will sort it out. I will get my mid bins to do all the work. I will just be the voice <laughs> of it. That's all I do. But yeah. it'd be good to get. Maybe like even if you have to sort out yourself, like get one clan against another clan, and then you sort out the fucking PvP side of it, and then you just whittle down to a fucking t-shirt at the end. Of it, oh, know? here's a free one off the dome, Bungie. Like we know that they, we remember from uh, like last year in Arrivals or whatever the, or whenever it was, like the the stonks thing where you're donating the currency oh, and they, were, they, have, they have like a global track of the currency make some like you show the top hundred you do an event like that a world event like that because you can't obviously if it's only pvp only a small percentage of the play base is going to interact with it but if, like for a pve thing you do something like that and then you say like oh here are the top hundred clans and if you're in the like the top 50 you get extra like rewards from your gms and the everyone in the top 100 gets bonus xp yeah. and it, like obviously there's the sweaty streamer clans mm. are going to be the ones at the top but they, like you see oh we're we're like ten thousand out of seventy thousand, and we can climb up like an extra like five thousand ranks yeah it'd be awesome it's yeah. just a way to make the clans feel more meaningful in the game i do yeah like the clans in destiny is what really like so this year uh the start of this year i found I got like a Steam message from a from a, a guy from high school, and like we used to play games together, and then we didn't. And then I saw him on on Destiny one day. I was like, "Oh, hey, how you going?" And it's like, "Oh, do you want to come raid with us?" And then next thing you know, I'm chatting to them every night. We're in their clan. I'm raiding. I think I, before this, I'd done like five raids in my time, and I've met this clan, and we're doing like twelve raids a week. To yeah, some point. yeah, it's awesome. And and like and then they're like, it's the friend game's real. Like it mm. really is because them. Yeah. They're pushing me like I'm seeing them do crazy shit. Like, oh, how the fuck do you do that? And like, oh. They've got rampage on this gun. I'm like, what the fuck's a rampage? And you get into dim and and like yeah. I was I was never that bad, thankfully. But 
Um, and because of that, I started learning weapon perks mm. and like armor mods and build crafting. And now I'd like to think I have a pretty good understanding of like most of the game. Um, yeah. And it's only because of like the, the clan experience, but that can only take it, with the current clan system, it can only go so far. And I think that's something that needs to improve because well, it's such an important part. That's why we got Discord. Like, this is why we got, got Discord. We got like, we can, and we can learn this stuff. We read every weekend. We've got guys now who've come in from not raiding solo players to be raiding nightly and then they can read and then we don't have to read and we don't have to take them through even though we love to take them take the fuckers through even ags ags did like half a raid he didn't even finish a raid he was fucking useless before i met him and then i, I okay I him everything. relax <laughs> relax your ego a raid and a half thank you uh, <laughs> but like it'd be good it'll be good to have more meaningful because we put meaning in our clan. We put like all of us, whoever yeah. runs a clan, we put meaning in our clan. We put meaning in our Discord. We give the effort over. Not because we're egotistical like Agnikai, but it's because we love fucking doing it. <laughs> we love fucking doing it. And we love helping people. And we love the camaraderie yes. with it. Like I was, I was a solo player in D1 and I couldn't be fucked. And yeah. I give up. I was like, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. I can't play this shit solo. And then I went on to another game and they come back here with a bunch of friends and it made a hell of a difference. It made an absolute fucking massive difference. Yeah. Um, so Loz is in the, in the chat. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, my mod, Loz. You don't have to entertain him. Oh, I'll, I'll <laughs> it's a better entertain game. I can, see, I can see it now. Why is Gambit the best game mode and what other activities should be deleted to make room for more Gambit stuff? Gambit is the best game mode ever because it is the best of both worlds. It has your PvE and your PvP, and it is perfectly balanced with a. It's definitely the something of both worlds. It is I don't definitely know if I say the, the <laughs> amalgamation. What's those two circles? And they meet in the middle, and that's where Gambit is perfect little center. Yeah, the but, butthole of the the butthole. The butthole of destiny, <laughs> we'll call it. The beautiful little butthole. Oh, is, but no, Gambit no, is, is crazy. So he, hard. So why he isn't gilded what? his dredgen in the first week of the season or something crazy? So, <laughs> like so, 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 so why oh, isn't Loz? Why isn't he in our fucking Gambit uh, tournament then? He probably has not Lozen, come over to the Relaxed Guardians Discord. Don't leave ninjas. But no, no, come just, just come, in as a, come in as a guest and put your come name in. down for the. But hosting Gambit tournaments, if you love yeah. them so. We started in November, and the winner gets a fucking t-shirt. It's off our merch store, but it's our yeah, fucking... it's one of our t-shirts. <laughs> but we will give it to you. But no, yeah, so, okay. <laughs> HKS is done for me. Um, so with future content coming, with Witch Queen coming out, what are, what are you hoping for with Witch Queen? We know we have the Glaive coming with, and weapon crafting, but is there something in there that they haven't announced that you would want to see? I mean, I, I'm honestly, like, I'm happy with what they've announced because they're... So they... What we know is coming. We know that like the glaive new weapon type, new melee weapon type. That's awesome. Like that's something the game has been <laughs> needing since day one. Yeah. Um. So that's that's really cool. The weapon crafting, if it's meaningfully implemented and carried forwards, that sounds like it could be a really cool season. Obviously, we've seen how things like umbrals have been picked up and dropped and picked yeah, up again. Hard. So I'm, I'm I'm a bit concerned about how weapon crafting is going to go. But they've committed to saying that raid weapons are going to be craftable in it. Um. So I think that's a cool feature. Uh, what they've announced with the story mission saying that there's going to be legendary versions and they're going to be replayable. Hopefully there's meaning rewards attached, meaningful rewards attached mm. to that. Um, and like, and then that's going to be like a good, like eight hours worth of content that you can just replay, whether it's that long or that worth replaying is a different story. But it, it sounds like what they're doing with witch queen is great for a yearly expansion. It sounds like one of the more meaningful yearly expansions we've had since forsaken. Mm. 
What I'd like to see, I don't even have too much of a problem with the seasonal model as it is at the moment. I like the drip feed. I just like would like to see some sort of shake up with ha- with the week to week stuff. Like I don't want yeah. it to be the same thing every single week except for the first and the last week of the season. Yeah, um, and I, okay. I know it's asking a lot, saying like, "Oh, don't have a have a like a ten week gap in the middle of the season." I know that's not like particularly feasible. There's there's going to have to be some weeks where it's a bit slower, but don't sure. make those weeks nothing weeks. Like mm. there needs to be a little bit of something that mm. that entices you to log on. Because honestly, this week I got everything I wanted to out of Festival of the Lost last week. I honest, I don't want to play this GM. <laughs> like I just don't want to do it to myself yet. It's it's um, actually fairly easy. There is a there is a cheat that you can do at the end. It is oh, literally cheese. Uh, we're all for cheese. Yeah. No, it's not for cheese. No, it's not a cheese. Oh. It's just a positioning where you can't get if nailed. You can't- yeah. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. Oh, that, it's... I mean, look, I'm going to take anything. This boss room is so open and <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. I will right. take you through. I will take you through after I won't this. Be, I sounds won't good. Be here. Oh, wait, you're talking to him. Sorry. <laughs> not you. I'm not fucking taking you. You did. <laughs> <laughs> you know he plays PC, yeah? You have to deal with that. So? <laughs> I've, got, I've got lights. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so what do you think? The, the, so have we, ever, have we ever touched D1 at uh, all? I've I tried to go back uh, and right. I played a couple hours, but it didn't. So you know the? Did you see the way the weapon perks work? I did. Yeah, I, I, I am familiar. I've gone back yeah. and I've like done my Destiny historian duties. Yeah. So, so okay. did you? Do you think the new weapon perks are supposed to be the be, the a little little little? Oh, I just talk fucking crap. <laughs> the ability to modify your weapon. Do you think it's going to fucking pan out like the D one type of system? So I don't think it's going to be modifying your weapon like that though. I think it's going to be collect. 10 fractaline cores and 15 like oh uh, no infinite I, yeah type. it's gonna be like um <sighs> osiris where a collector thought there's like 10 extra currencies and yeah. then you have to yeah. get like a weapon frame from doing an activity yeah and you're like oh you get this weapon frame and you put it'll be like menagerie where you put like this rune this rune this rune and then it shits out a gun yeah uh, okay. and then in a week there'll be a table posted on the reddit and then you just craft the role you want and then that's yeah. that's what i'm worried it's going to be yeah. hopefully it's yeah. more meaningful than that but I, I can't imagine it being anything else it looks like a, the, the picture of it looks like fucking lego well we've done like <laughs> a we got like a really really early take of weapon crafting back when shadow keep came out with those relics with what Eris made you do with the right. with, with the yeah. table and whatever but i mean that was that wasn't like specific rolling that was more a quest to get a gun but it was a bit more direct which is good but i can see what you're saying like go and collect 10 go and collect all these different weapon parts but all the weapon parts that you've been collecting for years like i've got i don't know i'm Got three sacks of 9,999 that I have to get rid of now because Ban- there's no point in leveling up Banshee, but I guarantee I won't be able to use them for the new crafting system. Yeah. So, yeah, look, I really hope you're wrong because Destiny so does do I, not but... need another currency system. Okay. What I want, what I want, did you ever, have you ever played Division? I have. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know the Roy rolls of your weapons where you get it off the table, you got this table, this table, this table, and then you can press the button. And then it'll cost you more and more of a currency to re-roll that. Yep. Right. That's what I want to see within Destiny is not the right, but if you do this, this, and this, you get that fucking god roll. Because everybody's gonna have the god roll or yeah. that particular god roll that's that's that they feel that is a god roll. It'd be nice if they turn around and go, right, you can re-roll this, but then once you re-roll that, that is the only item that you can re-roll. And it's just yeah. gonna cost you more and more and more money. Yeah, well, if you think about the money, Glimmer in Destiny, Glimmer is 
a material in the law that is codable, codable matter. So it can be transfer, transformed into whatever you want it to be. So why the fuck can't we just uncap Glimmer and make that how we buy these weapon parts? Go and make it like you need to find X amount of blueprints to make certain guns because that's how weapon crafting works, whatever. But then, yeah, like you said, just make it more and more expensive every time you craft a weapon. I mean, that's the thing, though. They're never going to take off the Glimmer cap because the artificial scarcity of Glimmer is what keeps you jumping into the shit playlists and or doing like a battleground with that rune. Like, I'm always full. Like, you're full on you're full on Glimmer, but you go you buy a Trials Passage and then you reset your artifact and you're down to next to nothing just because the cap is so ridiculously low. I'm always empty. I go. I agree with that. But now that I mean, I just bounce up and down, up and down, and it's never, it's never a meaningful. It's always like, oh, I have no glimmer. Let me go talk to Spider, and I have. There's no cap on legendary shards, and I have like four years worth of those just sitting in my in my pocket. So glimmer's never. It's just like, oh, I have to go to the tangled shore now. Yeah, but, yeah, well, yeah, but glimmer's the tangled shore run is just going to turn into Rahul now. So it's exactly even, you don't it's even have to be even show anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Like I'm just. Someone just said cryptocurrency in the chat, right? All of our planetary materials are essentially fucking cryptocurrency in the game because they just turn into glimmer when we need them to. Like, wow. you, you like never use. Um, I mean, talk about a system anything. that needs to get retired. Like, Liter- if, if they're because you, I'm sure we've all seen like the tweets like, "Oh, we 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 can't raise the glimmer cap because we have too many currency." Like, yeah. Suck off my planetary materials. Give me like one legendary yeah. shard per hundred. I don't care. Yeah. Um, like oh then I'm not using them anyway. Get rid of that. Give me a, a glimmer cap. Give me vault space. Like whatever you can give me from taking away those mm. useless currencies. Because all they are is just making you spend an extra five minutes going to the Tangled Shore and back when you want an upgrade module. I'm just That's all they up, are at the I'm moment. just saving up glimmer in different forms. It's like I'm saving yeah. in dollars and then yen and then whatever the fuck else, you know, like it's all the same thing. It's just in a different shape. And yeah. it's, 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 it's pointless. Yeah. And they, like they said, they're going to bring more probably they will be bringing more out. Mm. I mean, look, I wouldn't be surprised as well if, because like we know they're obviously they're moving away from token-based vendors. Uh, the, yeah. the last token-based vendor really is Saladin, and I'm sure an Iron Banner rework will come at some point in Witch Queen. Yeah, it would make sense that the next currency system they overhaul is that planetary mats, glimmer, and everything. Yeah. And I hope, I hope that comes sooner rather than later. And I hope that it's like a meaningful and a fun. See, I think that's the thing that Destiny players like. We don't mind grinding. We wouldn't have stuck with the game as long as if we if we didn't care. Like if we really had mm. like an objection to grinding. It's when the grind feels forced and unrewarding mm. is when that we, we don't want to do it. Yeah. And that's why like I'm not going to finish that book for the season of the Lost because there's nothing at the end of it. Um, yes. Like the the emblem is tied to getting the first book. You literally only need to you run do the one first and mission. And you do one and you get everything then, you get from the event. And then you go to ishtarcollective.com and you read the rest of oh, the book. But they haven't no. published them yet. Yeah, no, it's not <laughs> they? Oh, no, I, tried to read I think them. they're waiting oh. until after. Because I did. Yeah. I was going to like, oh, before this, I was going to try to be a good prepared guest in case we talked about it and read yeah, through it all. Yeah, surely <laughs> they're exactly what shit. I fucking tried to do. I was like, oh, I better fucking sound... Big guys coming on. I better sound like I know what I'm talking with, about. They're filled oh, shit, with like there. sort of lore. It's like maybe the pumpkin heads came from here. Maybe the headless ones came yeah, from I, here. I heard we don't really know. Down. You know, but I mean, it sounded like... that sounded like cool lore because I once again, Mike Mylan was talking about it on his stream. Mm. Um, it's like oh, there's Glint's like stumbling into some massive revelations, trying to find about these pumpkin heads, and they're talking about the the deep stone deep stone crypt tower and the entity yeah. and yeah. all of these cool topics. And it does sound like a really cool part of the seasonal story. But it could have been nine law books instead of twenty-seven. Yeah, why so much? Yeah, <laughs> why so much? And then why take away the farm? Yeah, why? Exactly. I understand you need this to be three weeks, but people aren't going to be playing it for three weeks. Why not make it easier for people to do it as fast as they can and then do whatever else? And so when people I come to the event later, 
they can be get it done fast as they can. Like, what if people can't start this week? I thought you meant the actual area of the farm. I was like, where the fuck? Is, why? Why are we talking? Where about the farm? is my farm? I want my wind, <laughs> I, I want my water wheel back. Wheel back. I need that wheel. But do you hate the fact that Glint has more fucking voice voice lines than our ghost in the whole of the fucking game? Oh, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit up. upsetting, honestly, because I mean look, it's not like our ghost has been a particularly compelling character, but it, it's still our it's our ghost. Like you, you there's some level of sentimental attachment there. It's for so long they've been the sole voice for our guardian. Yeah. And now we get into Festival of the Lost and you play one mission and Glint's immediately like a much more like multi-dimensional character, super interesting, yeah. has a personality, and our ghost has just gone from like Peter Dinklage to Nolan North. <laughs> I know. I okay. I don't care, and I'm kind of glad if they just sort of shut our ghost up and just push us to the cameraman role, but they have to maintain that. And they have to make that that's what it is now. They can't keep bouncing back and forth with this crap. I understand with Witch Queen, we're going to have moments where our ghost is going to talk, and it's because we have to deal with the event, but I'd rather them just go one way or another. Yeah, I think I think you've nailed it there. I, what they've been doing... so. I, Season of the Splicer, uh, I'm not sure you guys are familiar with this. There's like a website called Scrubland where you sign in with your Bungie account and it shows you a heat map of uh, which days you have and which days you haven't played Destiny. All and right. if you look at my heat map for Splicer, I think I missed like 10 days in that whole season. Wow. Um, just because like I, we were, my claim was at the peak of raiding. I was I loved that story. Um, I did everything. I tried to be a completionist, do the seals and everything. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely love that season. Um. And I think the reason that story clicked with me so much is because we weren't an actor. Like, our guardian was just what our guardian is supposed to be. It was just, oh, we're like a camera effectively for the story. Yeah. And we had interesting three-dimensional characters playing out the story in front of us. And I know some people weren't happy with that. And they're like, well, what happened to our player agency? Like, yeah. here's a wake-up call. You never had any player agency. <laughs> it's been like a very linear story. And I do think you're 100% right. They need If they're going to go that direction, they need to go that direction. Yeah. And our ghost can chime in every once in a while to speak on behalf of us if we need to. But... Like it's much they can make much more interesting characters if they're not using us as the main character. Yeah. If Crow becomes the main character, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Just don't bounce between and do it like a just do like a shitty half job on both things instead of like exactly. Like it's, the, it's to the stage. It's to the stage on the new GM on the this week's GM. The ghost is doing that little pad and he's getting you can't let the shanks come up and yeah. they get electrocuted. He's going, ow, ow, ow. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. Yeah, you can die. I understand like, I'll be dead, but you can die. Get fucking electrocuted. Fuck, like, yeah? yeah, it's we yeah. It's a bad it's a bad develop a character development when we don't give a shit about our ghost. Yeah. But we give a shit about someone else's ghost. Um <laughs> Life for all forces to play as a shadow dive crow and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> don't we? Lance, mate, you can't talk about Shadow Dive. Oh. Agnikai thinks it is completely normal. I think it's fine. I you're think, insane. I think if you get Shadow Dives, you got outplayed and you're a dick. You didn't because you, you can't counter. There's like two ways you can counter it. Either Icarus Dash or Warlock Blink. Nothing else counters yeah, it. Or kill the guy trash. before he gets yeah, to but you. But you can't though. Oh, you right. can. Okay. Oh you my can. god, you can't. can't. Okay, Dude, what you do you mean? The only other point of comparison, the only other ability that's similar is the Titan Ballistic Slam. And if you look at how long that Titan is held in the air before they slam down, as opposed to how long that Hunter is in the air, the window you have to kill it is like a third. Yeah. <laughs> 
I got fucking, I got shattered. I the cunt was off the floor this much and put his, that thing, too. Yeah. put his thing down and then shattered me and fucking killed me. It is not I've balanced. Been, it okay. needs to be it's fucking It's a more lethal ability. Shoulder charged by a Titan. If a Titan gets up to you and punches you with a shoulder charge, you're dead instantly as well. But there's, no, there's a setup to that though, because the there's Titan has to There's a setup to a dive. There's not. Oh, <laughs> do you want the, oh, the, the look at, you the get your gaming mouse and you press these two buttons and that's your shadow dive because you buy a grenade and jump and smash to one button for a freaking shoulder charge. Yeah, but you have to sprint for like three seconds beforehand, so you have to find. <laughs> oh fuck off! You have to have a charge. That's ridiculous. You have to light it up. You have to make sure that actually. You can tell. You can tell he's a fucking hunter, mean dude. Oh, like, and but the but difference is you can you can triple kill with a shadow dive. You can't do that with a shoulder charge. Yeah, you can. I was because I was working on oh like AC um ACGC the um the Dune marches like that. We come in to attack. He punched one guy. Everybody died. They're like, what the fuck is that? Oh yeah, that's that's the fucking Dune marches. Oh, that needs a look too. That is but even still, you're good. spending an exotic slot on doing that. You are spending nothing to shadow dive. <laughs> like, Dude, bag hand. There is no negative side. If anything, you get better stats because you get to play stasis and you get like a free plus thirty strength. Yeah, you do like get the, you get the higher stats with stasis, and that's you a, get that's a, rewarded. That's a balance problem yeah. with the light subclasses versus the dark subclass, not shadow dive itself. What? It's a re- it's a rework that is needed. With light subclasses, need to have their abilities reworked, not just focus on what's. It's Alpha not going to take away the fact that it the shatter dive is fucking savage. It's you. It's you turn way too lethal. <laughs> like yeah. how frequently you have it. It's way too lethal. It's way more lethal because you have to put an aspect onto it. So you have to build into it, like what you do with your exotics, which means you're wasting aspects and fragment slots as well. You have to build into it for it to be as lethal as you guys are saying. It's have not you just built into it. Yes, so, of course I have. So, oh no, every hunter I would imagine is built into that. Of course I have. Just like, oh, just like every warlock was building into top three fucking Dawnblade, or every nah, Titan is doing no. the goddamn. Yeah, but the difference is top three got touched. And now there's diversity, and everyone's just wearing okay. the stag and standing in an arc body rift. Yeah, like yeah. But, yes, there's always going to be there's always going to be outliers. But, but Shadow Dive, <laughs> so, but Shadow Dive is an extreme Shad- outlier, and the difference is, as you said, you can get Risk Runner out, and you can counter the arc body. You can just like. Oh, oh shit! What the fuck is that? <laughs> he got shadow dived. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking hunter coming to booth. What you don't realize, guys, that if you're listening to this audio, something I just, just got popped. Something just fell on Agni guy's head because okay. Jesus I knows he's talking chair. shit about shadow dive. Even fucking Jeebus knows about shadow yep. dive. Proving you fucking wrong. Um. Oh, no, it's just ridiculous though, because there's <laughs> yeah, the trade-off compared to like a Jude Marcher shoulder charge versus a shadow dive. Like you put that stasis mod on where you get like half your grenade back for free, plus the one where if you stand near a crystal, which you have to do for shadow dive, you get extra grenade energy. You can have that ability up so frequently. The yeah. trade-off is incredibly minor. Um and the the countering it so, in the moment-to-moment gunplay is extremely only, difficult. The only so trade-off. Would you do to oh, no, the only trade-off. The only trade-off is you have to play a fucking hunter, and that is the fucking dude bag, fucking. Dirt. Yeah, you have to get the sh- you get the fucking worst super. That's you have to but, sacrifice but the trade-off is you get all of your. It's not even a bad super. Like it's the tornado awful. is pretty lethal. It is no, it's it it's good if it works, but if you throw yeah. it next to a fucking wall, it gets trapped. I mean, yeah. you can thunder crash someone and hit a wall, and like the same I thing. Understand <laughs> yeah, that, but you like... could be thirty foot up in the air, you still get hit with a shatter dive all the way across the other fucking. Okay, side relax a little bit, yeah. No, but on it, like if you go back to your question, how would you tune shatter dive? Yeah. I think um, something Seven. needs to be done with how the the scaling for the stasis grenade and those grenade replenishing mods and mm. fragments that needs to be tuned a little. Yeah, you need to hang in the air for a bit longer. Um, 
before like it casts because it's really quite instant. Okay. And I think there needs to be some level of punishment. Like you shouldn't be. I know that it's like two or three seconds before you can shadow dive again and again and again. But the the thing that shadow dive has is is extremely powerful even in neutral play, and there's no punishment for just using it as a movement ability. Mm -hmm. It's like the Titan slide. You can only do two, and you get a ten second cooldown. I think you shadow dive. You can get yeah. Let's say you get two, but then Mm -hmm. it's on like a thirty second cooldown. Then you have to think about when you shadow dive. Um, I'd argue that that would make it pretty balanced. (laughs) That's fair. Put a cooldown on it. What? Put a cap on it with the cooldown. Yeah. Yeah, because they they, they they touched Top Tree Dawn and they reduced the um the the cap the the they capped the ca- dashes. So do the same yeah, thing. The dash. Do the yeah, same thing. Exactly. That you exactly. Even if you had to like eat your dodge, to, even if they made it the same as Top Tree Dawn, where at the moment like they capped it, but if you want it back to how it was, you have to eat your grenade. If mm. you have to like sacrifice your dodge or something to get shattered dive up to the potency that it has now like they just need to add some downsides to it because at the moment there's none yeah like it's, you play your pc you set up your mouse button so you just like swipe your thumb over the side of your mouse and you've thrown a grenade jumped and shattered dives and like teabag them already <laughs> you're like that's it's, brutal well yeah, i like how they i like how they touch they are oh, all right the shatter dive's gonna get touched if you do a shatter dive and you have to be this certain meters away you will only take this much damage and then the very next season they go oh by the way we got an aspect that'll just fucking put it back to fucking normal yeah yeah it okay. seemed insane with like the touch of winter came out after all of the tuning and we're back to like, square one all of the tuning on? came out they brought up the touch of winter but then they built into close range combat again which made it more viable again like and yeah. they're like okay look Fusions are shotguns and what you're going to use this season, guys, because of the artifact. <laughs> so just don't think about Shadow Dive, guys. Yeah. Look, look just... Yeah. But yeah. Okay, I see, I see your point, and that's totally, nerfed, totally valid. They nerfed every exotic that the fucking Warlock had. Oh, they don't win. stop nerf... They just fucking turn off Hunter exotics nowadays. Radiant Dance it. Machines, fucking Raiden Flux. <laughs> you just it. It. No. You're not going to argue that... I'm a, I'm a Warlock, mate. I won't argue we get a bit of preferential treatment oh into God. the How nerfs. How long were Germags up for? Come yeah. on. But it was yes, only... Oh, no. That was fucking... That was neutral. That was well-balanced. Those fucking... No, it wasn't. <laughs> Chaos Reach killing people behind walls, even I'll admit that's a bit insane. It's fucking... It's arcing through walls. It's fucking rebar through the walls. It's just using fucking science. <laughs> oh, my... God, just... <laughs> but yeah, no. Like, I, I do think... <laughs> I mean, it's it's a shame because so much of the rest of the hunter kit's pretty interesting. Um, you can play like a very interesting like um, spectral blades in crucible, and that's a fun gameplay. But you're playing against the hunter nine times out of ten, they're running shadow dive, and it's just like, oh, I'm gonna get the same bullshit. And it, it like a lot of people what they want for the crucible, like everyone you see on Twitter, like, oh, make crucible about guns, make crucible about guns again, and just shadow dive being as potent and strong as it is is just the antithesis to that in every single way and like i'm not even that much of a pvp player i really only started getting into pvp this season um after like the fell winters nerf and shotguns are they're still strong but they're less strong than they were and i feel like i can have a bit of breathing room to use interesting guns and that's been enough to get me into pvp this season i went flawless for the first time and i've gone flawless a couple times but it's just demoralizing when you you load up into trials and you see three shatter divers and it's like well i know how this game's gonna go my only counter-argument got- to the make Crucible like guns thing is that we've had that before. We had that with the Uriel's gift fucking meta for as long as it was. And then the two hand cannons that you get from going into competitive, right? And that was like gatekeeping meta. It wasn't like RNG was fucking blocking you. It was people who had these amazing yeah. guns were literally just cutting you off from getting them. And there was just no way around them. That was the meta. Abilities weren't doing shit. These guns were doing shit. And people were just getting blocked from using them. So I kind of don't want to go back to make weapons the best thing. 
I agree bring, with that. Bring too. down I Shadow think... Dive, sure, like they did with yeah. Top Tree Dawn and everything with else. A, yeah, with a community like Destiny, there's always going to be a meta. It's yeah. just the yeah. inevitability of it. Like you tune Absolutely. one thing, and some Absolutely. the crazy people are going to find something that's going to rise to the top. And there's always going to be a meta, no matter what Bungie does. If they change how abilities, like regeneration happens, if they change the special animal economy, mm. something will always stand out. And I understand that. It's just yeah. it feels crazy that we're over a year on. Well, we're not a year on because Shadow Dive didn't come out at launch, but we're like eight months on from yep. Shadow Dive, and it's still as oppressive as it is as it is in the Crucible. That's yeah. true. I got I got taught I got taught a little trick today that if you do top tree Dawnblade um, dodge or the Icarus dash thing mm. and change weapon, by the time you finish the dodge, you have a different weapon in your hand. That's a that's a good trick. What is... So you have so a hand cannon, yeah, hand cannon shorty. So you jump up. You dash, yeah. you, tra- you change weapon, and um, as you finish the dash, you have that next weapon in your hand. You can turn around and choke. Oh, that feels okay. insane that there isn't a ready time or something it after is. you come out of the it is Oh, yeah, okay. It is a glitch. Okay. I got toned it today. It's fucking really difficult to get it, but you can turn around and jump, dodge, change weapon, bang, it's in your hand within a second. Yeah, okay. It just sounds like the quick draw glitch, but without quick it draw. Is. It, I would imagine it is a quick draw. It's like similar to quick draw. I can't do it. It's a very warlock thing to say hunters are oppressive and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's perfectly uh, fine when I sit in my stag rift, but you guys oh, can't shadow dive me. <laughs> that stag rift meta, like the the second week of trials coming back this season, I was I was losing my mind because I, I play messenger, I play range, and then I have an old composure when people get close. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get this guy. Bang, bang. Oh, they just back into their rift. Their arc buddies are just t- tapping me. And then I saw on Twitter, someone's like, just put on Risk Runner. And I did that and I just started mowing people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was well, so I great. I think the thing that's not talked about enough with the arc buddy is like, I've been, I'm, look, I'm not good at PvP and I've been wanting, I've, Flawless has been in reach. So it's at the point where I'm doing anything I can to get it. Mm. So I'm using my cheesy, like I, at the moment, I think I'm running like Fractifist Vex and, and like Yo, a machine my gun in goodness. my, I, I'm that warlock in yeah. the Crucible at the moment. Uh, but um, it's it's the arc body gives you like free game sense because it'll pre-shoot corners for you. Yeah, yeah. And when I, I'm not aware that someone's around there, and I see the arc body going off, I'm like, oh, hang on, yep. I turn around, I get a shotgun kill. Yep. Like yeah. uh, that, maybe need to look into. I won't argue there. <laughs> but Shadow Dive's fucked. You get wall hacks, but Shadow Dive's fucked. It's not wall hacks. <laughs> it's just you know. Well, it's just preemptive. Okay, look. I understand, but like the counter argument again is like, well, you can put on Wish Ender and then you can look through walls and blah, but then you got to build an exotic into it. There's always yeah, things the that are powerful. Wish Ender bow is fucking ass, though. No, it's yeah, not. It's crap. It's great. Uh, compared to the other exotic bows, okay. though, it doesn't hold a candle. The other exotic bow is Le Monarch. All right. Well, Le Monarch the... is its Even own silliness. If you have a team that builds into Tikus, like that's an extremely strong choice yeah. as well. That is a very specific build, too. Like you it are is. playing a very specific way to use Oh, that's like you have to well. get your three PvP sweats that know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Because you just have, even if you just have two, one is hip firing, the other one is like is uh, dumb, yeah. Yeah. and then you bang, it's like you're a dead man. Uh, relaxed gamers in chat has asked me if I have the Gambit Jade Stone shader, and I don't, and I can't get it. <laughs> do you have the uh, Jade Stone uh, shader? I do. I was wondering why I was getting asked that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a bit of a meme in this group because Gambit Jade Stone is the only one that has that neon. Oh, and I want it. Yeah. And it came out season of dawn, and I stopped playing season of dawn for that season. Oh. I took a break, and like I just didn't. What do a it. one to take a break. What on. a, I know. <laughs> look, it was apparently like the best season we've ever freaking had. I did. No, that's, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I, it was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I did some of the same stuff, but I got bored, and that was when they had like no Obi Labs and shit come in, or power, the yeah. power corridors of time. Corridors of time. Thank you. 
you know, interesting you bring really those up. Event. Yeah. Interesting you bring those up, though. This is the Beyond Light's the first year in D2 where we haven't had a community like ARG like that. We haven't had mm. a Corridors of Time, Niobe Labs. That's something I'd like to see come back in Witch yeah. Queen, going back half an hour to that question. Because yeah. I, I remember, like, <laughs> I, I wasn't. I, like I, I did my part. I went and I took a screenshot of my symbols on the floor in the corridors of time and sent them off to that discord. And then uh, three oh. weeks later or whatever, I walked to see my grave and <laughs> got the bastion quest. Um, and like, I, it, it was just cool following that on Reddit every day. And it's been a shame we haven't had that. And like, I, I've got some new light friends, as I was saying before that haven't experienced the cool times in the like destiny community moments like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's something I definitely want to see come back. Well, what are the times that we had like that? We had the stocks, um, but before the, Corridors yeah. of Time, we had... Corridors of Time, Stonks, Niobe Labs. Niobe Labs. Um, Even Whisper. You could almost... Like, that was a, a mystery that we just hour. found. Yeah. And Zero Hour. Especially Zero Hour. Cracking that, that codex thing that we got to... We could just mm. go to the farm and talk to Mithrax. Which felt a little bit... I don't know, anticlimactic. But at the same time, it's like, holy shit, there's a Fallen in the farm. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah. We all knew that it was eventually going to lead to Outbreak Prime. I'm pretty sure that was data mined at the time. Yeah. But... To, to unlock that mission and then we got like a it was a community event to lead to a secret mission we really need that back again I know that Hawkmoon and Presage were really great missions but they weren't really secret unlocks you know we sort of just I mean we all the community I, I, I see I feel like it's also the problem the community's wisened up to it because you True. could argue that Presage like it wasn't it, it kind of was that we remember you had to go into that arms dealer strike and you had to go off the beaten path yeah. and yeah. a door that wasn't open before was open but it, it was a lot shorter it than the other ARGs were like do you remember how you started the zero hour mission going all the way through Titan you had to go like yeah. to the bottom of Titan to go into this room that you never go in to pick up this pad and then you started going and there was like no announcement that it was there so it was very, very hidden. And then press arch was, look, that door was never open, but it's a big ass door, and now it's open. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. see your radar full of red where it should yeah. be, and you're it's like, hang like, on, go <laughs> that way. You know, yeah. it was pretty obvious. It, but like this goes all the way back to Destiny One, uh, when Black Hammer first came out, not Black Hammer, Black Spindle, Black Spindle. Yeah, with that daily mission where someone we only figured that out because someone went the wrong way by accident. They're like, oh, I'm just gonna turn right here, whatever. And then they unlock that secret part of the mission. Went back into the daily story, finished it in time, and managed to unlock back Spindle. That is what we need. Yeah. One, we need daily story heroics back, heroic daily story missions back. It's to insane replay. to me that that's gone. <laughs> Why is that gone? Especially because we have, I mean, they're getting rid of Forsaken, yes, but we have a whole, I mean, the Shadowkeep missions were nothing spectacular, but we have Shadowkeep and Beyond Light missions just sitting there in the game for the last like 5% of the player base might ever touch again. Like, they're not, then like, they're well designed missions for the most part. Uh, then it's they're like decent chunks of time. They're throwing battlegrounds into the strike playlist for next season. Throw some yes. story missions in there too. Like, well, they, yeah, they're uh, obviously their goals to vary that playlist. You have content just sitting in the game, not getting touched. Just throw yeah. it in there. Yeah. They bring in legendaries, in there. They bring in legendary uh, story missions next uh, next season. Yeah, but my that sounds like is... it's only for Witch Queen though. Yeah, like I, I'm saying, like you uh, do the same for Shadowkeep and Beyond Light. Like make them replayable. So I was reading chat. Dude's secret was when internet didn't exist and you needed to buy magazines that came out monthly <laughs> to turn, uh, learn what may be the tip. And then Lance was like, tell me you're old without saying you're old. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you how fucking old I am. You used to have to call a fucking helpline to get through Legend of Zelda games, all right, guys? That's how old we fucking are. We used to call up, it was like four cents a fucking, or like a dollar a minute to call up and be like, look, I'm stuck on this cave. Where the hell do I go? And they'll pull up this, you can hear paper flipping as they pull up a map to fit to tell you where the fuck to go. That's how we did it. Wow. 
Yeah. I just completed them. Like, I didn't need help. <laughs> you handed it to your bigger brother because he knew how to do it. Don't fucking lie to me. My bigger brother's a fucking moron, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I was the bigger brother. My brother would be like, I'll oh, do this Pokemon battle for me. I'm like, why, why are you using a water type against a grass type for starters? You silly little child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're not going to talk about Twilight because there's literally nothing. It just talks about the uh, It's crazy. The there was no trials. Anything. I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad. It was like months and months of trials. Of trials and like but we, I feel like we had this the was experiment. the first, the first week though where it's been like we, it, and this mm. is what it's going to be for the inevitable future. Like they yeah. haven't, they've said, oh, we're, they didn't say they're happy with where it is at the moment, but they said this is where it's going to sit for the yeah. next couple of weeks. It would have been nice to see because we know that the player numbers are down because you can go on trials report and yeah. just see like oh like twenty percent less people played. Yeah. Um, and we know that people are abusing the flawless pool to just not play until Monday night and you still get rolled anyway. Yes. I'd, I'd be interested to hear Bungie's thoughts on how that's happening because it feels like we got to the interesting point and then they just shut up. And the whole community is yelling like, oh, give us week one back. And I don't think that's the answer um, because like there were so many other factors in week one that mm -hmm. skewed the po uh, player population higher. And there is always going to be the player drop off. But um. I feel like where we left it isn't the healthiest spot that it's been in, and then Bungie's just gone radio silent. And as someone who was yeah. really starting to get into that game mode, I, don't, I feel like we've just been left in the lurch on that. So yeah, the, this weekend coming, we've got the flawless um, solo pool. Not flawless solo, but we've got the solo uh, pool. Freelance. Yeah. Freelance, thank you. Do you think that's going to help? Do you think splitting <laughs> the player base into freelance and not freelance is going to do anything? No? It's going to ruin the player population here in Australia. Yeah, it's gonna like, it might it, work yeah. in the States, but it's going to ruin it here. Yeah. And that, that's it's going to be the same as playing like um, competitive freelance or playing Iron Banner freelance. The freelance button isn't a prominent button. Like a, your average Joe player isn't going to realize it's there. They're still going to solo queue up against the sweaty three stacks. Yeah. And yeah. then the people who like like me who are average, just above, just below average, um, they're going to that. But like a uh, clued in enough to know that the freelance playlist is there. They're going to launch into the uh, freelance playlist and get clipped for someone's like YouTube highlights, like yeah. <laughs> doing yeah. crazy, insane builds. Like it's just going to be shit in every playlist unless you're a yeah. top one percent player. Because yeah. I played, I played on the weekend, and I got to, I was three wins in, and we beat this next team, and they had fallen at the lighthouse. At the gate. Oh. Yeah. Like oh. six, but that was six wins. Yeah. When yeah. I'm on the third win, I was like, how the fuck? This is not supposed to happen. And then when I got to five wins, I just played the same team over yeah. and over again. And I was like, how, what? where's all these players? Where, where are all these yeah. other fucking players, you know? That's the issue. So the matchmaking is just like, this flawless pool isn't helping anyone. The sweaties aren't even getting into the flawless pool over the weekend. The newer players are getting into it as fast as they can and they just dip for the season. And like you said, yeah. the sweaties just keep farming it all the way up until Tuesday night here. And the problem is, I'm sure the results might be different in like EU and in NA where the player population is bigger. But you play on a Monday night here and you still match against people who've gone flawless because like the, the backup, backup, backup matchmaking has yeah. kicked in where like, oh, there's only like eight teams in the playlist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and you, you end up playing the same people anyway. So for, for the Australian, um, like for the, the Australian player base, the flawless pool, all it's doing is it's stopping people from playing on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And at that point, when it comes to Monday, people are like, oh, I don't care anymore. So they don't play anyway. Yeah. So it's just getting people out of the playlist full stop. It's forcing the good people to like, well, the, the above average, but not top 1% people to play later. So that uh, later, so that the average people are still getting stomped on Monday. Yeah. And then the crazy people are either going flawless and then just stomp you once you manage to somehow get in the flawless pool or not going flawless and just knocking you down at the gate yeah. every time. Because yeah. if you go, if you, 
So what's the way it is, is people go on flawless on uh, in the weekend mm-hmm. and then they just go, oh, I'm just going to go to survival. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're in survival and you just get fucking annihilated mm. in survival. And there's no let up. You either go into trials and you get stomped by the guys who are doing the six wins, resetting, six wins, resetting. Yeah. So they aren't going, they aren't going um, um, flawless. Or you go into survival and you just get stomped in there. Yeah. It's just fucked. So week one's matchmaking system was was based on your history of cards that you had, your KD ratio for that weekend, and I think it was even just like your your win your rounds amount of round wins you've had for that entire weekend. Yeah, it was basically now, all the performance metrics for that weekend only, which yeah. was a good system. I yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. So do you reckon you could bring that back now? I I know you said that the player base is going to be pretty low, but I think that's the, the reason that you can't though, because the player base is so low. So even because when when there's almost a million people in the in the pool hmm. the bands get wider and wider of the number of players like in each thing so there's a there's a lot of people that uh i'm like a 1.1 kd or something there's sure. a lot of people that are at the same same level or it's kda not kd i'm like a 0.7 kd <laughs> <laughs> and i want to try and sound like i'm flexing um there's a lot of people at the same level as me and i get mashed against those people and that works great on week one where there's a, there's a fancy new gun that people yeah. um i haven't gotten and flawless is achievable and it's a good map and people are excited to be back in the mode yeah you can't six weeks later and we're playing fucking uh <laughs> the distant shores or whatever and and like oh, the gun one, is heaven. eye of soul which no one cares and yeah. like and and no one's playing and mm. then especially in the the people who aren't playing like the one percent don't stop playing it's mm. the average player stops playing yeah so like it, it's not even just the population's decreasing the population where it matters the most is decreasing and that's what's hurting it. So in theory, yes, the flawless pool is a good idea. You separate out the top 1% and you just let the smaller group of average players play. But I think the problem is they were too transparent this time and they told us. And now people are gaming the system. Yeah, yeah. okay. But um, sure, we would have definitely very quickly figured out that we're doing we're going into a flawless pool anyway. Like people yeah. would have been looking for that. I don't doubt that. Yeah. Even even that, um, even they turn around and go, oh yeah, there's a glitch. So the one uh, round one and two is going to be a flawless pool. Oh yeah, yeah. The matchmaking, the matchmaking bugged out there. So okay, which queen's coming? Say, what can they do with which queen to make trials more viable again? Change up the loot, bring in new weapons. Possibly, is there something that they could put into the flawless pool to make people want to sit in the flawless pool? I know that we can get adepts, but they're not very common. And I know we can get golf balls, but again, they're not very common. Is there something that we can do, or the bungee could do, to make flawless pool? want to be in that i think i what i said about them being too transparent i I, like i don't like fully believe that obviously there's no such thing as too much transparency (laughs) but i do think that them talking about the force pool and making it as much of a thing as they have has made it so much of a thing in the player's mind because really the force pool isn't a thing in the game it's just a background matchmaking categorization that they have and it's their way of matchmaking and they had to communicate it to the community somehow Mm, and now the community have latched onto it like oh they want a reflection of the false pool in game when it was never supposed to be that it's just a matchmaking technique yeah um so i don't think they are ever going to reward you differently for being in the flawless pool because uh, as as far as you are supposed to know as an end user sitting in front of your computer or your playstation playing the game you don't know you're in the flawless pool. Mm. You only know that because you read the twelve or you followed uh, DMG on Twitter. Yeah. So I think they already talked about uh, weeks and weeks ago. They said that the flawless pool is going to be. They have another solution. They're going to get rid of the flawless pool and they have another solution that they wanted to come out in late October. 
We're starting to run out of weeks on that, so I don't know <laughs> who we'll be coming out in late October. <laughs> but hopefully that they do have this other solution that works somehow, and it, whether it's like some combination of weekend-based statistics plus the whole season-long statistics slowly shifting the, the banding so that over time it gets better. Mm. Something like that. Um, or I'm sure there's engineers that bungee smarter than I am. But um, I, I just don't think that the flawless pool and the idea of the flawless pool, I think we've proved that it doesn't work. And yep. Bungie knew going into it that it was only a stopgap solution between whatever their hopefully crazy good matchmaking solution is. Um, so I, I, I don't think they're ever going to give extra rewards or anything to it because I, I think it was just a flawed concept from the beginning. So what, what I'd you... like to see, what yeah. I'd like to see is if they opened up every trials weapon, every trials armor that you can get in within trials. So everything that they've ever released for trials, yeah. you can get it in trials so all the old armor all the old guns yeah all the old shaders all that just every fucking thing you know that'd make it interesting instead you're getting the same shitty fucking chess piece because you get chess piece and they drop at 54 they drop at absolutely ridiculous stats that nobody bloody wants yeah yeah it's good for transmog but so and i think that's just it so i'm just quickly scrolling through dim at the moment but so the the summoner the solar 600 rpm auto rifle yeah is the only weapon that like, I think it's the only solar auto rifle in the game at the moment, outside of the new one that they added this season. Yeah. Uh, because that that the summoner's unobtainable, and they're keeping it out of the loot pool because they want. I imagine that if I was Bungie, and the reason that I would keep certain weapons and armor out of the loot pool is I don't want you to play trials one season, get everything, and then play the first three weeks of next season and yeah. then never come back again. Yeah. So I, I get that that's what they're doing, but. They're, they're like shooting themselves in the foot by not giving you access to all of the guns. And then like, oh, I'm not going to go and get the gun anyway because you're giving me a substitute. Like it, it's, it, it seems like they're working at cross purposes to themselves in terms of how they're giving out this trials loot. So loot, okay. Getting people that aren't the best players in the world to stay in trials, loot isn't the answer. So what could be the answer? I know we're not Bungie. We don't have all the statistics over the back end, but could it be a better matchmaking system? Obviously get rid of the floors pool. That's not working. Card-based matchmaking might be working. We only tried it once, but that was in a a blown-out weekend where there was more players than there probably is. So should we try that again? See if that works. Do you think that could be possibly an answer? Do you, so I, I think there's something to be said. So I, I don't, like... I mean, it, Destiny's a looter shooter. Loot is the goal at every single point. So I don't think it's like loot isn't the answer. I think they need to adjust how reward... Because the... Criticism of trials before this was it's so unrewarding just playing in the playlist. Mm, yeah. Unless you're getting to seven wins, you're getting next to nothing. And they've changed that this season. Now you play in the playlist and you're leveling up your trials ranking, you're getting engrams every so often. Occasionally you'll get an end of match drop. Um, mm. But once you hit seven wins is when it really starts becoming rewarding. I think it's still not rewarding enough to play up to seven wins um, for an average player who's going to have like a, a 40% win rate. Because uh, yeah. if you have to play 20 games to start getting the good loot, like you're not going to sit in that playlist for like hours to, to eventually get a golf ball when you can wait until Lake of Shadows rolls around, um, get on LFG with some absolute yeah. sweat lords, and then just fill all of your postmasters with golf balls. Like yeah. it's, it's not that what is there isn't rewarding. It's that when you compare it to other sources in the game, um, people have found out better ways to min-max it, so it's yeah. not rewarding enough to keep yeah. the average Joe player in the playlist. Yeah. Speaking of min-maxing, like, I've gone flawless every weekend up to this point, and I've only just reset my my trials rank this weekend. That's just been... So that's what? That's an engram per rank, but 
Jeez, you're a better player than I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very good carry. Um, he's uh, he's got he's got mates to carry him. Mate, don't hardcore. <laughs> I've got like. A... I mean, even still, I've reserted almost twice now, and I've missed the past couple of weekends of flawless. <laughs> yeah, far out. Yeah. Just trying to beat my head against it. I'm I a just, bit shit. So, so yeah, I just. What I was getting at was like the engram drop rate. So you use your engrams and you can buy directly the weapons and the armor in that second tab on the trials menu. But even that feels like it's not enough. Like it just feels like it's just pushing out so slow. Yeah, it slows you know? down so much. Like so, the yeah. I think they had double trials rewards points on the zone trials weekend. Yeah, they did. And I think going into that weekend, I was on um, like Mythic One. Mm. So then it's a you basically have to do the entire XP grind that you did up to that point again, just for one extra engram. So yeah. what used to give you like nine is now giving you one yes. and then you do it again and then you do it again. And you effectively like the last like 10% um, or like what's supposed to be 10% of the ranks, you're spending the exact same amount of time as you did for the first 90%. Yes. And it's like a third as rewarding. Yeah. And I think there's like an inherent flaw in that system. Um, but yeah, I don't I'm like, sure I, Bungie's aware. I don't think, I don't think you can be able to, to to fix it to be honest i think it's gonna just gonna be what it is yeah. like how what can you bring it in what can you bring it in that's just gonna make this magical system that everybody wants to fucking play i it's mean like, like the, the answer is like uh, if you want an answer how to get people playing trials if you come out with 12 new guns and three new armor sets every season <laughs> yeah. Yeah. people will play trials <laughs> that's, that's exactly not right. feasible like, no. like not uh, absolutely not at all but what they can do is just rain down loot on you remember season of arrivals umbrals engram system I sat in forges at 750 light and got killed over and over for I my know. power. Yeah. yeah, but like people got gold rolls on their guns very, very quickly. But I don't know why people kept rolling those fucking unrolls. Like they got a roll they wanted and they went, oh, maybe I want a different roll. I want a better roll. I reckon just throw loot at people. Make it so it costs a shit ton. You know, it's a ton of glimmer and planetary materials, whatever. Make them go farm that shit. But if they can just keep rolling loot as much as they want, that's probably the best way they're going to keep them in that in that play in that game mode that they want them to be in. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point actually. Like, because even still, like you'll get you like I I was sat there rolling Thractathus for the first six weeks of the season to eventually get my like opening shot quick draw. Yeah, but even still now I go I've got these umbral umbral engrams like well I'm just going to focus them into that because I might get something crazy like I might get a better barrel and mag combination or, yeah. or like and at the end of the day it's a looter shooter we're here for the loot like that's yeah. what grabs the desk like any destiny player who's playing for the longevity they're either a top one percent crucible player or they're in it for the loot yeah um and so i mean more loot's never a bad thing i i think what bungie's scared of doing is make is swinging the current balance where most like 90 percent of the player base is only interacting with pve not a real mm. statistic but just like most of the play base it's only in PvE because it's more lucrative. I think they're scared of swinging that balance the other way. I think they're trying to slowly approach the 50-50 line instead of swinging it all the way the other way and trying yeah. to come back. Do you think Maybe. they should bring, like, like that, do you think they should bring in a PvP um, season where it's only you only get shit from PvP? I think it's so risky because PvP is, like, you have to face it, PvP is the weakest part of the game at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and so to do a whole PvP system in the state that PvP's in at the moment, so much of the play base is just going to drop off. Yes. Like, <laughs> like people, and, and, and especially with something like PvP, where there is good players and there is bad players and that will never change. The bad players aren't going to keep playing if they just load in, get shit on for an hour. Like, you're not going to keep playing. So I, I don't think a PvP uh, season will ever happen. And that's unfortunate because I think 
the 10 to 11 care that if they focused on PvP for a whole system, that, that amount of 10 to 11 care that they'd be able to give the mode then would, would really help. It would go a yeah. long way in making that better. But it's just the initial investment is not going to get the returns that they want, so they won't do yeah. it. <laughs> if there was to do a PvP season, they would have to do it in one of the, the dungeon seasons, I'll call it. I mean, we don't get a new raid, we get a dungeon instead. Because that is like endgame PvP, endgame PvE is there, but it's not quite there. It's not, it's not a raid, right? Whether it's a reprised or a brand new one. So that possibly could be the best time to pair it. Still give us a dungeon. It's like, yeah, you can go get new rolls or whatever and like put guns in there that you can farm endlessly, like prophecy. But then just go, look, this is pre PvP season. Bad players are still going to get just as many drops as new players, uh, better players. The better players might get higher stats. They might so get that's better the, I mean, that's an interesting point that you touch on there. Bad players are going to get just as many drops as good players. Yeah. Uh, there's a level of, okay, you've made the bad players happy, but now the good players are pissed because they're getting nothing because they're good. I think mm. that's the problem with trials. The whole idea of going flawless is inherently flawed. Well, like, pardon the wording. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think uh, the idea that it's flawless comes with a level of prestige and then it's going to be unachievable to a certain percentage of the player base, no matter what. And then a certain percentage of the player base is going to think it's their God-given right to go flawless every weekend. <laughs> and that they should have like the heavens rain yeah. down on them in rewards right. for getting that. And you will never be able to please both sides. They just of have course. to try to find the happy medium. So, sorry. So what if we just take trials, take the flawless out completely. So now we have an engram that if you have 50 wins, I think it is 50 round wins. Yeah. You can get, you'll get an engram. What if it's based on that? So you get 50 that's, wins. That's what I'm saying though. Like you take the flawless out of trials and that top 1% who think it's their God-given right to go flawless every weekend because they've spent 10,000 hours playing PvP and they're shitter diving and they've got their <laughs> bell winters. Like then you, you, as much as like it's only a small part of the player base, they're a pretty loud, like they're a pretty yeah. vocal minority and they're still part of the player base. Bungie still has to but, cater for them. But you rank it up. So the first one is 50 wins and then the 50 wins, you get one engram, then you get your hundred wins. And then, then you get your, uh, like, uh, sort of like the, like the ranking system is now. So three wins, you get this piece, five wins, you get that piece, uh, seven wins, you get this piece. And then the fourth win, the fourth, like 200 wins, you will get your adept. So yes, there is still a possibility that you can get it. You play your ass off. You can be a shit player. You play your ass off. You'll get your 200 wins, just say over five or six days or however long it is. I can't fucking remember. Or the guys who are flawless will get all their wins, bang, 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 bang. And then they walk into the lighthouse at fucking 200 wins. Yeah, I do think decoupling flawless from the adept weapons is probably a fantastic idea. I know on um, DDU, I like Logan Milan were talking and they said, um, like, oh, Make adept, you just get it from brand wins, pretty much as you're saying, Sevs. And then uh, the flawless chest instead has uh, gambit exclusive shaders. You get uh, universal ornaments, you get like a crazy sparrows, you get bright dust, yeah. and you make all of the rewards from there purely cosmetic. And then obviously, like you're going to see in like a, a year's time, you're going to see people with like quad guild, uh, more than quad, like eight times gilded flawless. Yeah. And then that is how you reward your top end PvP, like PvP yeah. players. I think you just can't. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be shit for that part of the community who is already so underserved because PvP is like dog shit. If then the Bungie goes and starts taking more from them, I think yeah. that's what Bungie's scared it's, of at the moment. You have to take away the fact that this flawless is such this peak PvP fucking. That's that's the point where you have to get from. You go, yeah, you can get flawless. You can still class as flawless, but like lighthouse. That's all yeah. it is. Two hundred wins, two hundred round wins. It's doable. Lighthouse. And you get there, you walk in, you get all the everyone then 
can get the, the feeling of walking into the lighthouse instead of going, will you carry me? Will you carry me? Like from fucking Friday, Saturday onwards, Facebook is all, will you carry me? Will yeah. you carry me? Yeah. I'm shit. Will you carry me? Will you carry me? But then they like, I think I think that you're that's like a, a, a symptom of a bigger problem at the moment in the game with the adept weapons is that uh you like look at the master vog weapons that's unachievable mm. to most of the play base you look at the gm adept weapons that's unachievable to most of the play base you look at the flawless weapons that's unachievable for most of the play base and it i there has to be a level of like okay you can't get this like this is only for the like one percent loot uh, and i understand that like the looter shouldn't needs that it needs that allure but it it as like a an average player, it feels shit that you're kept out of something just because you don't have ten hours a day to spend playing PvP. And mm. I think that's a problem with the identity of a debt weapons at the moment. It's why people were complaining so much about Master Vogue when that came out. I think GMs is in a bit of a better spot. You can kind of just beat your head against it enough that you'll eventually get there. But for everything else, I think the debt weapons are in a, a very interesting yeah. spot. Or they, or you have the brackets where you, after a hundred wins, you'll get right. You are going to get your sixty twos armor yeah. drops and then when you get a thing you will definitely get your 65s and then after your fucking 300 wins you will definitely get your 68s and stuff like that and then you just farm the shit over because you could just have a fucking set of gauntlets that i got mm. no no stats what you need but they'll be 68 and then they'll be in strength or something yeah. like that you know i something... mean it's crazy think about how much armor you get and then think about how much armor you keep yeah. More so than weapons. I, I don't think I've kept a bit of armor in like three weeks at this point. Because yeah. even this season, the high stat armor isn't high stat compared to last season. So all of the stuff that I got from Splice is better than everything I got this yeah. season. So like yeah, there's, Splice there's like, throw Splice just threw stats at us. Like that yeah. tier three focusing was insane. I still do them. I know. <laughs> I'm still it's so good. Why yeah. just look, I know I, I know it's power creep and everything, like just keep giving us that, but keep giving us that for the love of Christ. Because I was to, I was showing Seiko, I've got a I've got a right uh, I got a roll on one of my stats is forty intellects mm. on one of them, and I got one at three twenty eights in there. Oh my gosh. Like you can just like, yeah, I've, you can I've get ridiculous nothing. spreads. I've kept nothing from this season because it's just useless. Just I, I transmogged the look. I've been transmogging the seasonal armor's looks. I really hate the fact that transmogging is capped. I think that's just ridiculously dumb. It's made me stop engaging with the system. In yeah. all honesty, yeah. like I'm sitting there with my uh, transmog currencies just in my thing because I'm scared to use them because I'm not going to get any more for three months. I just I, I, I like the, I usually like it. the seasonal looks, so I just go with the seasonal looks. A lot of the past armor, I'm like, it just didn't do anything for me. Destiny yeah. One past armor was a lot better. And then, speaking of coveting things and just like making things look awesome, I know you guys went around for Destiny One a lot, but when Vaulted Glass launch and Crota's End launch, when you saw people wearing full raid armor, you went, "Holy fuck! These people yeah. have beaten something very high end." You sort of used to get that with trials, but nowadays, like people don't recognize the trials armor. There's nothing. Well, I think what people recognize is they recognize that the uh, doghorn yeah. uh, fucking warlock helmet. Sometimes like, I feel like that. that's probably the only identifiable piece of yeah. armor in the game at the moment. Yeah, but I, I do agree, and I think there's a, a part of that is we've been in the game for four years now, and we've seen everything before, yeah. and we've done almost everything. Yeah, and there's a level of like the shine has worn off, um, and we're not a new player at the start of D1 anymore. But I do think there needs to be some level of pinnacle reward mm. um, that only the top like certain percentage of the um, players have, and you load into the tower and you. See someone with it and you're like wow <laughs> yeah. yeah another part of it is eververse everything that yeah. looks amazing is in eververse, eververse. like yeah. dino armor or whatever it's gonna be you know all but, of the um the glows for um 
What's that event that comes around? Solstice. Solstice, yeah. It's like the white armor and it glows, but that's all sold through Eververse. We need something at the end of Trials, at the end of GMs, at the end of Raids, where it goes, that just looks awesome. You know, that's you, what you got, doesn't it? Once you once you go flawless, you get the fucking little little. Yeah, but it doesn't look great. It doesn't look recognizable. All oh, right, you know what I mean. Like you need something to make like you stand out when you wear it. Like it glows. It and that's why, like on Twitter, a lot of people are saying throw the old trials armor in the pool. Throw the old trials armor in the pool. Yeah. And as much as I think yes, it'd be good to get me in the playlist, I'd play it and I'd get that armor. Yeah. But I do. There's also a part of me that's like, no, don't put it in the pool. The people who fucking beat their head against right. the wall yeah, of okay. shit that trials what like has been for since it came back. They earned that armor, and they get to show off with it now. And like, it, it, I'd feel bad for them if I got that armor at this point. <laughs> like, okay, like, yeah, I can understand that. But it's at like, the same, at the same time, like, we can't expect Bungie to add three, like, three armor sets for each character every season. Like, there's yeah. a level of they're gonna have to reuse something. It's at some like point, these, so. it's yeah, like these sure. people who flaked out on certain, um, certain seasons and didn't get Jade's uh, Gambit Jade song. You know, the game was in like, a bad state. There was no way that I was sick around. Like, you just have to deal with it. You just have to deal with it to get that's, the best that's... shader in the fucking game. You failed. <laughs> no, <I want> to... <laughs> you failed with you and your shaft. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with you had to be there moments with armor. Like I like so you just said. Cosmetic stuff. Absolutely. Back. Yeah. Don't bring back old trials gear. If you were there and you got it, that's great. Bring in new stuff eventually and just make it look fucking awesome. Yeah. Some uh, Lozen said in the chat, uh, Taken Armor was an Eververse thing too, wasn't it? Taken Armor in Eververse was the very, very first one. And that was back when middle of Taken Kings. That's when they started selling armor in Eververse and people went, oh my God, we're turning to microtransactions. But before that, everything that looked amazing was all earnable. So I just want that back. I want amazing yeah. looking earnable things. And then whatever, sell ornaments for weapons. I thought, I thought with the transmog, it was going to bring that back. Or, ooh, mm. look at that fucker. This yeah. is why, obviously, we're doing the fashion game in the Discord, is to give, to let people go, to have people change their armor, because mm. uh, we don't have, you, you were a part of the Discord, so we're going to do a fashion game, and one of the boys has made a video of it, and stuff like that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, uh, imagine, so, like, in 30th anniversary, they're giving us that Thorn armor set. Imagine, if instead of just giving it to us, if you solo flawless the dungeon, you got that thorn yes. armor. Yes. That would be yes. cool. But yeah. instead, every you pay $30 and you get the thorn armor and we're going to load into the tower and every hunter is going to be wearing it. their pointy armor and it's yeah. like I don't think I will ever equip that armor set because it's not cool when everyone has it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember it's like it remember getting the wings for completing the nightfall? Yeah. Like it was just that random cosmetic it was like you get bonus XP but you had this thing saying you just completed a really hard activity. Oh, like you got, like, the halos the from Halo, the yeah. raid? Yeah. 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 yeah, you're like, oh, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah, just, like, just a thing but, on you that says, hey, I've done this thing this week. Because what they, they've, they've kind of stepped back and go, we'll give you an emblem. We'll, like, if you do, like, zero hour within five minutes or yeah. with five minutes left, you get an emblem. But nobody yeah. knows what the fuck that is. Yeah. Well, and I the, know the, what it is. The problem with that is I got, the from being in fans, Fez said, here you go, here's the code for here's that faint drift, drift emblem. <laughs> I, I, I look in Braytech and it's like 0.02% yeah. of the player base has yeah. that emblem and it's like compared to, it's the most rare thing I have by far. I'm never going to take that emblem off now. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Like, I literally the week before that, I solo Flawless Prophecy because like I want that fucking emblem. Yeah. And then a week later, I get faint drift. I'm like, well, here yeah. we are. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what she said to me. She goes, oh, you haven't got this? I was like, no, I don't even know what the fuck it is. Yeah. This, here's, here's a code. I was like, hey. <laughs> Awesome. And it was only yesterday that somebody asked me, go, what's that? I was like, faint drift. What was that then? I was like, oh, I got given it. I don't know. What you, can't, you can't get it. You need to be prestige. <laughs> yeah. You have to like, be cool. You have to be an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> With my three fucking followers. Oh. All right. My three watches, three followers. We've got to wrap up in a minute. So 
Final question for the both years. We'll start off with Sales and we'll go for Ninja. What does Destiny mean to you as of right now? What has Destiny done to you? What does it mean to you? I'm glad you're going first. <laughs> <laughs> like wanking material? Sure. <laughs> no. Not in <Not> tomorrow. Sorry, sorry, Gap. Tomorrow's sorry, Gap. What's Destiny brought to me? Like, it's brought me out of my my comfort zone. When when Agnikai first met me, I was like, I fucking hate streamers. I fucking hate them. I hate the way they talk. Hey man, hey, how are you? Yeah, bud. <laughs> Thanks for the bits. And it's it's just brought me out of that where I've kind of broadened my horizons. We've done this where I don't usually talk talk like talk to people and stuff like that. And it's made friends. Like I wouldn't have people in America that I can call friends and ags in butthole and fucking busy and stuff like that. I just that's that's it. Just Friendship. That's all I've got. Fuck you. That's all yeah. I got. No, I, I think you're 100%. You've stolen my answer. Like, I was going to say, honestly, it's the friend game. Like, I'm seeing out of the corner of my eye in the Discord here now. My clan's organizing a raid for after this. I'm like, that's why I play Destiny. Yeah. It's because the boys are all trash talking each other. Like, one yeah. guy's with his missus at the moment and he's getting the living hell out. Like, we're not coming, <laughs> jumping off for the raid. It's it's things like that. And it's things like me, you guys inviting me to be on this podcast. Like, without Destiny, I would never have spoken to either of you. And now, yeah. like, I, I, I'm like, so like privileged to have been asked on your podcast and chatting about my favorite game like with a bunch of like-minded people yeah and that's what destiny is awesome well so what we'll do though we'll we'll get you back on this is fucking awesome this is I like so. we'll yeah, back- i had a great absolutely. time absolutely so you, you we have penciled you in for next year now for drunk law yeah Tales i'm sorry that i had to, no, had sorry, to sorry, push sorry. it back at uni so we we've uh oh, we penciled you in for drunk law Tales uh, from the gonna, clan. Like we like a bit of a bit of an announcement from us guys. We have I, I let Agnikai get the uh, tell the download thing because he's the one who told me. Oh, okay, yeah. So I was checking the numbers on uh, this podcast yesterday, and we have officially hit over a thousand downloads on this show alone, which is a huge, huge achievement for us. So thank you everyone for listening and tuning in and downloading the show. That is awesome, and we can't wait to bring you more. Been as his anthem podcast didn't even get off the ground. So <laughs> it still was, hurts. It still one. hurts. My, my, I can still feel that eighty dollars tugging on my heart. Yeah, I, see, I was, I was, I was, I was very excited for anthem, but I was also super skeptical. So I signed up for one month of that, like Origin Access. Yeah, I was, I've never been happier for, for like doing a subscription service because I only paid ten dollars oh. instead of like eighty. Cage just hit on the end on the head now destiny means being a part of a community you know you'll be accepted yeah i mean that's that's 100 it like yeah. i can go into the fans discord i can like pop into your guys discord i can at this point i can go on my twitter and i can say something about destiny and i know that all of these amazing like-minded people are going to see it and like yeah. have a positive reception to it and there's not many other communities on the internet that are like that like uh, yeah. when i back when i was playing counter-strike you know you're not getting that level of friendliness yeah. there yeah I just, Unless you're a shit today, yeah. I just send random right. gifts every time someone like Pancake or Ninja tweets. I'm just like, here's my gif. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna right. have to wrap it up there. Thank you so much, Ninja, for coming on. Shout out, awesome. sh- shout out all your socials. Let oh, people know where you are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, twitch.tv slash ninja chicken seven three seven is where you can find me. Normally I stream every Monday, Wednesday, and then I'll sprinkle another day in there. But at the moment I'm in my last six weeks of uni, so it's a bit dicey. So you want to be in my Discord to get all of the updates. And I also post my schedule on Twitter every week. So at Daniel F seven three seven on Twitter. Nice man. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. So much. Congratulations on uni. Hopefully you do well Jeez. your last couple <laughs> of weeks, man. That's a big achievement. I'm in uni as well, but I've just started. 
I know it's it's struggle straight. The end must be an amazing feeling. Oh, I'm, I'm just, not fucking. I'm so not I'm doing my thesis at the moment, and oh. like an undergrad thesis, and it's 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 due in like two weeks. Is the demo? Yeah. I just cannot wait to get there. Yeah, I, I'm a tradie. I push shit together. Man. I, <laughs> I just shit. And then just weld it. All right. Yeah, guys. that's it. We have to right. get out of here. We have to get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to follow us, you can follow us here at twitch.tv forward slash agonikai underscore god or over on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash agonikai god. Follow us on our social medias everywhere. Just search for Lax Guardians and you will find us. Follow Sevs on twitch.tv forward slash Sevs58 and get him above his 2.7 viewer ratio so he can get... 2.6? Get it fucking right. Oh, I was giving you a better bit I was giving you an out. No, everyone right now, just everyone has like a laptop or something. Just go open up the tab, leave it open and get this man to affiliate. (laughs) Get him affiliate so he can get channel points so we can mess with his RGBs. Thank you, Ninja, once again. Come back anytime. We love you guys. We're out. That's awesome. Cheers, guys. That was awesome.